welcome to the Emergence Discipleship Podcast, created to equip ourselves with insight, background, and context into the themes and topics we study each week, first as we gather together to worship Jesus, and then as we go and make disciples. Let's dive into this week's discussion. Okay, everybody, welcome back. It's good to be with you. Um, I am joined today by the one, the only, Kristen Gorder. Kristen, say hello. Hi. Yeah. I was wondering if I was supposed to say my name. Yeah, I don't plan this thing out. I don't plan <laughs> no. this out at all, so I have no idea. That that works. I was Kri- left in the dark there. Kristen just sent Hi, me everybody. a link I did. to the coolest thing ever on Amazon. Yeah, it's a mini, I don't know if any of you have seen this, a mini refrigerator like for your desk. Yeah. Fits like six cans. Six cans. Of beverage of choice, mm-hmm. in this case, seltzer. And they're cool. They're like <laughs> retro looking kind of, right? It's got yeah. like that like the sky blue but it kind of looks like an old school fridge like the kind that still works but your grandma had them yeah it's frigidaire. Oh, it's a frigidaire. yeah it's a yeah. frigidaire yeah i like this this is gonna go on the desk <laughs> it's under 40 dollars folks yeah, i'm gonna be bloated all day long <laughs> but you're gonna have to constantly be refilling it because you're gonna drink like all <laughs> six cans in one day i know yeah like I look at how much money the fridge really, is. Really, you just need, and then, and then, but it's like, but that doesn't take into account how much seltzer I'd be buying. Just to keep it, <laughs> I gotta keep it stocked. What am I gonna do? Uh, okay. All right. Yes. So there's reminders here. Yes, there are some reminders here. Wait, what are we talking about? Reminders? We're talking about the, uh, the announcements? announcements. Okay. Yeah, yes. Sorry. Yes. All right. Yeah. I wasn't <laughs> sure. This is different terminology. Yeah. It's a uh, you know just the. Um, Actually, only two things here this week. Not a whole lot. So not a whole lot. Um, so keep in mind that this Wednesday evening is going to be our uh, a worship night to kick off Lent. Woo-woo. Yeah, should be very good. So be here, 7.30 p.m. That's uh, when Totowa. it starts. That's when it starts. That's when it starts. Yes. So 7, I think 7 o'clock doors will open. Mm. This is Kristen fresh off the debrief yes. meeting from the this marriage is- <laughs> seminar on <laughs> <laughs> just want you all to be prepared yes yes and then uh you got a chili cook-off going on uh oh, in ringwood i'm so sad i'm not gonna be there i've had i've been to chili um like a lunch where everybody made chili there from from ringwood and they've got some serious chili power we're power up, in that campus we're upping the ante. you do need to rsvp if you are i think everybody's invited but if you want to enter is yeah. when you have to register yeah, and if Zoltan makes his ghost pepper chili, uh, let me know what you think. I'm so sad I'm missing this. Yes, I mean, they're all very good. It's just that one sticks out just because I was like, well, this is very bold to just put this on the counter. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, um, if if you're from Totowa and you don't plan on being in Ringwood for the chili cook-off, just hop onto our digital bulletin anyway and take a little peek at the... Uh, flyer for that oh yeah it's it the is best some flyer of ever. it is some of the best work our creative team has ever done yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah and hopefully you know what it is because <laughs> it is know. yes uh okay so our um passage this week is going to be genesis chapter three uh which is the uh, at least the first part of it uh which is of course the fall into sin so now we are in the section of origins which is no longer just creation but now the fall and the way I summarize the main idea of the pet, yes, dun, 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 dun. Um, the way that's like the song for all of human existence. <laughs> <laughs> 
the way I summarize the main idea is sin enters into the world when human beings make themselves gods and find ways to reject the moral will of big G God. Mm-hmm. All right. So, okay. So in the first three weeks of our series on Genesis, we examined three of the many aspects of God's good creation. This week, we begin our journey through the story of how sin corrupted God's world as well as the seeds of redemption that are planted in these first few chapters of the Bible. Um, by the way, I want to give a shout-out to Johan Lee of the Doe Group, who uh, helped me with this study guide. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, so... Um, as Way long, to go, Johan. As long as I'm responsible enough to get questions written on Thursdays and get them to him, <laughs> his input will be enhancing study guides <laughs> from here on forth, so... He's, yes. uh, he's on the connect team so say hi whenever yeah. you see him yes he is a, he's a very cheerful he's a very cheerful chap that's Indeed. how i would describe him <laughs> you you'll see him yeah look for look for the cheerful chap all right now to throw a little monkey wrench in a study guide that says we're in genesis 3 today we're going to start off by reading genesis 2 15 through 17 so i bet you didn't see that coming that's out of left field. Or maybe you did if you listened to the message this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 15 to 17. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the fruit of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. All right, excellent. Surely, surely? Yes. I. What, what, what's the line? I don't know. Uh, I am serious and don't call me Shirley. What movie um, is that? From Airplane, Shirley, You Can't Be Serious? Oh. Oh, yeah. Only Alex would have known I that. am serious and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> yes. Um, so, okay. So, um, why does God make such a big deal about a seemingly insignificant piece of fruit? And uh, here we have a little bit of an explanation of the question. The idea behind it is to see what your members think of God. Do they think he's good or do they think he's trying to hold out on us? Ultimately, do we trust God's word and character that he is good and trustworthy and he isn't holding anything back from us? Another thing to understand is that human freedom is something that God respects and created in us. He wants us to choose to obey his word, not compel us to. So what can we add to that? Um Let's see. So why does he make a big deal over a seemingly insignificant piece of fruit? I don't think he's really making a big deal out of it at all. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All right. Go on. I don't know. I just think he's saying like, hey, I have given you all of these things. And here's just this one boundary that will will help you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not like. So maybe that's part of the point that like the big deal is the good stuff he's given us. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Okay. Yeah. So that's definitely part, uh, part of the answer there. Right. That he's given us much freedom mm-hmm. and we tend to focus even even like I get I get a, like invariably. In, is that a word? Is that a I have word? No idea. Uh, I think that's a word. So I, I always get <laughs> question, a question. Yeah, it, it's inevitable that when we talk about Genesis two and three, you get questions about like, why did God put that tree there? Yeah. You know, and like even our minds go to it like mm-hmm. the one thing like it's like it's wrong of God somehow to give us mm-hmm. all this stuff and say, but here's one thing you can't do. But would it have been good of God to not give us an option? Yeah, I mean, that's um, I don't think so. You know, I I think God chooses what is good, what is right, you know, and we don't always, 
this is a little bit of a tricky thing and we're, i we're guessing yeah yeah we're, exactly. we can't know it's one of the questions that i always say yeah. that i think we need to be very careful with mm. the why would god dot 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 questions yeah. but i think what we can say is that uh it at very least it teaches us that there are some things that are unattainable at for us and we need to be content with god what god has given us mm-hmm. right so there's definitely like a teaching aspect to it mm-hmm. the other thing that i emphasize to that i'll tend to emphasize with this is that um it's important i think that the fruit is insignificant yeah that it's not um uh you know ryan i think used the example it's not like adam don't kill your wife it's not you know don't rob a bank because then Everybody subsequent to this who sins can say, well, I haven't done that. So that doesn't really apply to me. Instead, what this does is it focuses the attention on the disobedience itself, Mm -hmm. that the issue here is not uh, what a big deal it was. The big deal is that God told you not Mm -hmm. to do something and you did it. And that's like the bottom line with sin. It's do you trust him or do you trust your own judgment? Yeah. 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 It's huge. All right. Notice, having conquered that question, we now move on to the next. Notice the extra words that God uses in verse 16. You may surely eat of every tree of the garden. And what I mean by extra words, of course, is that the command could have been expressed without those words. You may eat of tree. (laughs) Well, uh, you you may eat of the trees of the garden. All right. Yeah. Very funny. (laughs) You may eat of tree. (laughs) Yes. Um you so th- these are <laughs> these are extra words in there um this is intended to emphasize the generous amount of freedom that the humans would have living within god's boundaries and enjoying his blessings and yet we tend to wonder why god would be so unreasonable in placing a sing- single forbidden tree in the garden as well what does this reveal about the condition of the human heart mm-hmm. mm. oh man it means that we want to be like we want to be God, not be like God in mm. the way that he has made us to be like him. Because, yep. I mean, we've already been made in his image. We are like God. That was, yeah. we are a Mago Dei. Yeah. Um, but the the forbidden tree is us, like, we focus on that because we're like, no, I don't want to be like God in the way he's made me like him. I want to be God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I want like he's he's made us like himself in in ways that are appropriate and there's right. ways that are yeah right yep exactly but we are the created not the creator so we can't actually yep. it is not good to be like God mm-hmm. to to be God or attempt to be God yep. yeah. I'm yeah. a little <laughs> yeah, no bit, problem. but I think you guys can well, figure yeah, out what I'm saying. We both uh, we both noted before we started recording <laughs> that our brains didn't really come online yet this morning. Um, uh, it's a it's a holiday for the kids at home, at least in my in my house. So, um, so what? But what yeah, does it reveal so, of the condition of the human? Yeah, you know, I, know I, th- I, I think that. there's like um, you know a desire um, to not be satisfied to kind of like always want something newer and better and bigger and to not be content. Um, I think also, you know, there's a a lack of trust in God and ultimately what kind of, um, um, eventually, um, develops into what we see the woman doing in chapter two, when she evaluates the, the fruit on her own, she sees, well, it's a delight to the eyes. It looks good to eat. It's desirable to make me wise. 
why shouldn't I have it? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's this idea to like be autonomous and and uh, you know define ourselves on my own rather than what I am is something that is given to me by God. It's something that I want to um, make up for myself. Um, let me know how many of you in the group someone brings up the don't think of pink elephants thing. Uh, <laughs> that's like. Oh man, yeah. have you ever heard of the how game? How many of those can we hit this week? Have you week ever heard of the game? Groups? What what group? What game? No, pink elephants? It's, no, it's like if if you remember that you're playing the game, you lose the game. Oh my gosh! All right. <laughs> it's the game is to forget that you're playing the game, and every time you remember that, <laughs> you're like, oh, I lost the game. Oh, I don't. Know. That's a that's a thing, huh? It's, yeah. It's, well, it was a thing. When we I should mark. We should market that. <laughs> get Milton Brad sell it to Milton Bradley to be it rich. was a thing when I was in uh, high school youth group we played the game and every once in a while somebody would just shout I lost the game and then everybody else would be really frustrated this is a real honor system game it really is <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like when I went to a Christian school and like a lot of the uh a lot of the the assignments that were reading right it's like did you read it or did you didn't you and you get credit for reading it <laughs> And when I was teaching there, of course, you inevitably have the handful of students who come to you at the end of the year and say, I just want to confess that I lied. during the <laughs> Yeah. So that was always fun to do. Um, so while conveying to us an accurate account of how our first parents fell into sin, the rest of the passage also reveals a lot about the anatomy of the temptations that we face every day. Yeah. So this was one of the more helpful parts of the sermon, I think, for myself. It how was so? Really, like, it was just really great to kind of see the breakdown and be able mm-hmm. to recognize um, the the telltale signs of a temptation. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you don't know that you're being tempted, it's going to be hard to avoid the sin. Yeah. Um, yep. But if you can begin to kind of exercise that muscle of recognizing a temptation and a lie mm-hmm. and then combating it with the truth of scripture, yep. you're going to be less likely to fall into sin. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So it was, just, it was That's, yeah, really. Yeah. And I, and I think like t- sometimes we could get so hung up in like the historical questions about this that like we can miss that this is also being given to us to do just that, like mm-hmm. to to help us. um you know, it's like scripture being a mirror, like that whole concept. Um, yeah. So, all right. So read Genesis 3, 1. Okay. Am I doing that? You can. I'm happy to do it as well. Sure. All right. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. Yeah. He said, is that it? That's no. it. Yeah. No, it's That's not. It. That's 3, 1. Oh, wait. No, go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. Yeah. Read the rest of 3, 1. Don't listen to me. <laughs> Don't listen to me. He said to the woman, did God actually say to you, say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? Talk now about that, cha- talk about changing God's word. I'm like, stop reading now. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say there? No, that's that's what it, that's the complete version. <laughs> yes, that's the complete version. Yes, not my abridged. Um, the final verse of chapter two describes the man and the woman as naked and unashamed. As we saw last week, this is a description of intimacy and close personal relationship. On the other hand, it also reveals their vulnerability and innocence, which the crafty serpent will now use to his advantage. Mm, yes. I'm um, hearing the the um the bum bum <laughs> starting yeah, to yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. At this moment. You mean the, the the only song on the piano Jaws, I can play? Yeah. <laughs> um from Jaws, yeah. it's coming. Yep. Um, yeah. So we see that. Uh, yeah. And um, uh, 
Fun fact here, uh, the word for naked and the word for crafty that are used here, the, the two Hebrew words are virtually identical. So it definitely oh. wants us to compare them with one another. The no one kidding. is arom and the other is arum. Uh, so the serpent's uh, arum takes advantage of the people's arom. You know, their, their innocence, their huh. vulnerability. Yeah. Um, and you also, blew my mind a and, bit. well, also interesting, <laughs> also interesting, right, is that uh, the cra crafty is actually in Proverbs, it's a positive thing that the wise person has. So, well, it's, yeah, because I think of the verse that says, um, be as like wise yep. as a serpent, yeah, and as innocent as doves. So, it's yeah. you're using yeah. two, craftiness is the it's idea like there. a positive thing that we yep. are should be like, understand how the world is, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's and. But you could totally see how that here, like it can be twisted into a bad thing, right? Where right. you use your your streetwise ness. Um I'm, I'm all about inventing words today. <laughs> Streetwiseness in order to um, take advantage of someone else's naivete. Mm -hmm. There's fifty cent word there. All right, um, <laughs> you're made up words. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> in what areas of life are you more susceptible to temptation because of innocence or lack of knowledge of God's word? What can you do to prepare yourself better against temptation? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know the things for me that are that are difficult. Um, this obviously is a personal question, so personal answer here. You know, um, I think um, I think I have difficulty in uh, like sometimes relationship counseling, you know, like uh, um, I have a hard time sometimes, you know, um, uh, calling people out, you know, in, in the context of an interrelational conflict. Sometimes I'm called to counsel. Hmm. So that can be very difficult. Um <clears throat> Another thing that another big thing that for me as a pastor is difficult is um, dealing with uh, divorce and remarriage situations mm. because uh, scripture could be a little bit more clearer as to exactly like, you know, when certain steps are appropriate and when certain steps are not, mm -hmm. when certain steps are beyond the bounds, you know. And when you really like someone, you could be very tempted to be like, oh, what you did, whatever it is, it's it, you're fine. Mm. You know, but actually telling someone they're not fine and they need to go and do something, it can be can be difficult. So mm. that's something where, like, I would really like to know uh, better, the more specific. It's not, it's not to say that I can't articulate a biblical view of divorce and remarriage and all that, you know. It's just that there's always some, like, there's always, like, gray areas that are harder to discern, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, th that's something for me that— So how do you prepare yourself against— how I prepare Better myself, yeah, I mean, for, for me, like, I, I try to realize exactly, like, what this situation is, where the vulnerability is, and I, I mean, frankly, I try to study it ahead mm -hmm. of time, you know, getting blindsided with something. So if I don't know the answer, like, if someone's sitting across from me and, and I have to give an answer on something like that, sometimes I will, I'll say, I need to think about this, mm. you know, I've, and I've learned that that's a good good answer mm -hmm. <laughs> provided you get back to them um <laughs> and then also talking with others who who have either counseled or been through the situation themselves mm -hmm. and then with the you know with having difficulty telling people hard things sometimes um 
what I like to do is my stomach's rumbling. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. Okay, right. <laughs> it's just um, you. Yeah. Um, you never know. It's like scratching your head or like eating chips. You know? Oh, You're like, oh, man. Can they hear how loud I'm crunching oh, man. right now? Yeah, and I usually am the person who can't handle other people <laughs> chewing. That's right. Well, now I know who to eat <laughs> chips next, dude. Um, uh, so was I gonna say? So yeah. So one thing actually that I'll do sometimes is I'll think of somebody that I know who's good at that, mm-hmm. and I'll imitate them. Oh, like, okay. I, I just like, huh? Yeah, like I'm like, you know, you what? like and channel. Yeah, yeah. Like I just channel that. I'm like, I I know channel somebody. your inner Steve. Yep, yep. Somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I feel yeah. Steve Steve's a good guy. Like to to think of like that. I I think Batesel sometimes with that, or I think of oh, other people I've known who have funny. who have yeah. My, I think my example is a much more uh, like day-to-day in my life. Mm-hmm. I am very often tempted to explode on my children for mm. a number of different, like maybe the house is crazy or maybe the volume of our house is crazy or maybe I early. just, maybe they woke up too early. There was a lot of wake-ups <laughs> last night, which is why I'm my brain's not yes. firing out on all yes. cylinders today. But um, so there's a lot of things that I know will lead me to a point where I just end up exploding and I feel like I can't um, combat that temptation to just uh, uh, sin against my children in my anger in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but now I'm, I mean, I've recognized it. So I've been spending a lot more time in prayer just every morning getting alone um, not even alone. Actually, my kids are usually around me doing yeah. stuff, but the focus time I've, already noticed has helped in major ways and um yeah just like that prayer time has helped me combat the temptations throughout the day so Hmm. that i'm less tempted to um just give in to the anger and Hmm. and sin against my kids in that like you've preempted it you put your mind in the right spot before something bad exactly yeah 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 um yeah, so the next question here is, how does the serpent, even in his initial question, distort the command of God in 2, 16 through 17? Oh, so, I mean, this is where it gets really interesting. This is where, yeah, this is where you look. <laughs> and again, we're talking about the initial question here. Did God actually say, you shall not eat of any yeah. tree in the garden? So what did God actually say? Yeah. Well, I mean, God actually said you can eat of every tree in the garden, mm-hmm. but do not eat of the, uh, you know, that one. What is it? Uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. I, I faded, I faded yeah. real quick there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So uh, clearly he's already tacking things on. He, I mean, eat of any tree. He makes it sound, yeah. He, he makes it negative. He makes everything, everything negative. negative. Yeah, it's not not only, yeah, yeah. So like just like, actually God didn't say that at all. Mm-hmm. In, in fact, the what not to do is kind of, as you pointed out earlier, is kind of like a bit of an aside at the end of the sentence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's and, and he's only, and it's only a focus on the prohibition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's, there's no acknowledgement here mm-hmm. about and I, you know, I think like um, the obvious example and, I, you know, many conversations and groups this week will probably go in this direction towards like sexual stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. we where we only talk about what can't be done as opposed to like the enjoyment of a monogamous, faithful, mm-hmm. Christ centered, God honoring and totally satisfying marriage. Yeah. You know, like, well, like, well, God said we should do that, not just that we shouldn't do a b and c right 
you know yeah it makes me think of like (laughs) like think about it in our terms so like if you somebody sent you on an all expensive all expenses paid Mm -hmm. like beautiful resort the weather is perfect it's Mm. just everything you could dream of yeah but there's like a button in your hotel room and they're like you just can't push this button the whole time you're here yeah yeah (laughs) it's like are you gonna go enjoy the resort and your free vacation or are you gonna just stare at that button and be like i want to push it yeah yeah (laughs) yep exactly exactly yeah um or like you can have anything off the menu except for this one thing yeah (laughs) and that's the one thing my kids always pick. That's right. Yeah, the the sardines for Claire. Yeah, and my daughter has this weird affinity for um, really expensive seafood and like really <laughs> good sardines from a can. Like I don't understand it. Yeah, anyway, that's right. Get her a uh, red, she red lobster last gift night certificate for her birthday. <laughs> I'm just raising a really expensive date. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, future generation yeah. of boys. Um, what commands of God do you have a difficult time accepting, and from where does that difficulty stem? Commands that I have a difficult time accepting. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should have thought these questions uh, yeah, before yeah, we yeah, set it came through. on here. Yeah, I think I think I have um, I have a difficult time with you will not covet. You know, yeah. as I think like you know where like I see someone who's got something or somewhere in life where like, I'm like, I, I, I'd really like to have that. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know, I don't know, looking up a car on the internet or something like that. Or a mini Frigidaire desk thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I covet that now. Um, so yeah, I should buy it so I won't have to covet it anymore. <laughs> um, which is, and coveting is one of those weird things, right? Because it clearly doesn't, mean simply that God that we want something we don't have right because there's plenty of things that we don't have that are good to want right mm-hmm. like like I, I I want a closer walk with the Lord mm-hmm. right or like you know and, and it, it, or things that are innocent you know like my if my computer's dying I, and I'm looking online like I want that one and I want that you know like I don't think that that's necessarily coveting I think coveting mm-hmm. is more like things that you're pretty sure that God doesn't want you to have and you mm-hmm. want it or like there's there's a legitimate reason why you you shouldn't have it or something mm-hmm. yeah like, so I mean I think for I, all of us who spend our nights perusing Zillow, Zillow yeah, like Zillow. spying on all yeah. of our neighbors yeah. who are, have listed their homes and yeah like, oh, I wish I had that backyard yeah oh, I wish I had that pantry yep yep <laughs> and there's like it's definitely one of those things where the line is not as clear where where mm-hmm. it should be or where it's not but like um you know and you really have to be honest with your heart about it so like mm-hmm. that's a, that's a command of god that like i just have a hard time a uh, hard time with it which i guess is like kind of challenging the other side of it is like just being content yeah you know being content yeah yeah that's a that's a really good example i, yeah. I mean yeah i don't really have anything to add to yeah that. <laughs> yeah you're in the same boat i'm in the same boat all right <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna um, take the Zillow app off your phone. <laughs> we should. <laughs> and, yeah, put it on the restricted sites on your your uh, screen time. Hey, that's actually a reason I don't have any social media. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. And if you're friends with me on Facebook, like just don't try and message me because you're not gonna hear back from me. I should probably I say that too. I purposely locked myself out of my Facebook account. So <laughs> if you've been saying stuff to me on Facebook and I haven't been responding for like a month, then please don't take it personal. Nothing personal. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. yeah. But th- I mean, honestly, that was one of the re- like uh, driving force. I couldn't. I didn't have the. Uh, some people can can use social media for the force of good, and yeah. it doesn't affect them um, deeply or cause them to tem- temptation or sin. Yeah. However, I had to get rid of it because I was consistently tempted to covet what I did not have. Yeah. Yeah, that's and I and just, that's, that's you know. yeah, that's I think the re, a very legitimate reason and a big reason why I you know I stay away from it. It's weird. The only thing I use, I I really miss it for also is memes. <laughs> so like I'll go oh, on my gosh. wife's Facebook and go to my meme pages and then save the photos and send them and, and Doug text will them very to me. frequently uh just blast a bunch of us on staff with memes yeah. that he thinks the is best clearly move, thinks the is best move is to airdrop them. <laughs> really funny the best move is to airdrop them um this is a good one right here oh boy it's a picture of like who is that a guy from the walking dead all sweaty and like looking really desperate and it says the box of spring mix i bought a month ago watching me come home from the grocery store with another box of spring mix yeah all right you should just delete this whole (laughs) section cut it cut it out of the show (laughs) not worth our time yes okay all right all right um we could do more until we find one you like. Um, okay, so now let's read Genesis three two through three. Do you want that one too, or do you want? Sure. All right, I'll stop you after a... verse th- two right. and be like, "That's it." Two through three, and the woman said to the serpent, "We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die." All right. So how did the woman's answer in these verses distort the command of God in 2, 16 through oh 17? Gosh, like Look at the exact way. wording. There's a bunch of ways, right? So what, <sighs> what do we see here? Eve. This is like where the sin starts. Mm. <laughs> like, yes. Like it's not her actively eating the fruit. This is mm-hmm. this is where it is. She's already been pulled in. It's actually, that's a very interesting question, right? Is where actually is the first sin? Like where? Like I, I feel like it's it's starting here. It could it's be. Like what, it could be, um, yeah. Ryan talked about as being like she was the first legalist in mm-hmm. this moment. Yeah. Um. But so she says it's the tree over there. She doesn't refer to it by its name, mm-hmm. which actually isn't that like a. I mean, Phil would be able to. Is, there's like a distancing thing. There, I'm sure Phil has a word for he it. He probably has a word for yeah. it. But like yeah. when you call something, when you're when you just say like, uh, that woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to using her name. Yeah. Yep. Um. There's like a an emotional distancing yep. by not acknowledging it for what it is. Yep. Um, or yeah. who, who it is. Exactly. Um, so she's doing that a little bit here by mm-hmm. just referring it like, oh, that tree over there. Yep. It's the tree in the midst of the garden, the not the tree of, of the, the fruit of knowledge. Of good and meat. then yeah. you shall not touch it lest you die. That was never said. He didn't say don't touch it, right? Yeah. So, I mean, really, she lies here. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, uh, it depends how purposeful it is, you know, I, I guess, like, if she's, like, purposely trying to obscure God's, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's not an accurate representation right. of what no, God said. Not yeah, not accurate. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, she also does not mention anything about what they're allowed to do. There's nothing in here mm-hmm. about, no, we may eat of all that. It just goes straight to the what we're not yeah. allowed to do. And then her you, focus, like she could have been like, yeah, but look at all that we can do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and something helpful that I think Ryan shared in the message was how oftentimes people who come from ultra 
uh, legalistic religious backgrounds can have a really hard time later on in life with continuing a walk with the Lord and really being able to discern what it is that God wants and doesn't want from a person. Mm. You know, where mm-hmm. where all these additional rules and things that, that have been heaped on. And, you know, because sometimes it is a good idea to put a fence around God's word. Mm. You know what I mean? Or, or, or a command, right? So, like, God doesn't say don't look at Facebook. Right. Right? But, but I'm going to purposely lock myself out of it or something uh, because I know what happens a lot of times when I go on it, yeah. you know, but thinking that it's then wrong Pres- to go on prescriptive Facebook. for yes. everybody. Versus, like yeah. all of you should not go on Facebook yes. because it leads to bad things. Versus like, that's just not, wise. Right. It's just wise maybe for me not to. Yeah. And then especially imposing that on others. So, yeah. So you got a lot of that here. Um, yeah. So you so, really don't think she's necessarily lying. I mean, I I guess she says God says. I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's not that what she says is is not. I'm not saying it's not an untruth. Extension. What what I'm saying is that like lying is not just being. There's a difference between being mistaken and lying. Ah, okay. And and so is she? Is she just? I see what you're saying. Not not remembering it. You know. Um, That's helpful. I know there's plenty of times when someone tells me to do something or not to do something, and like. I walk away and I'm like, wait, what, what did they say? You know, and I just wasn't paying it. I mean, you know, so, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I want to get her off the hook a little bit here. <laughs> so I, I yeah. yeah, no, that's just, it's, it's helpful Yeah, because it seems like she's just yeah. answering untruthfully in, in a sense. Yeah, I mean, if she's knowingly misrepresenting what God said, then yeah, that's that's a problem. And yeah, and then that this would definitely be the first gotcha. sin. You know, whereas if not, she's just Not wrong, that it matters, yeah. but, it, it, but it is pointing to the heart mm-hmm. posture that she was having, she had toward God in, at this moment. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and then we got a note here. Uh, first, her answer emphasized the tree uh, she couldn't have over all the other trees she could have blessing of obedience versus restrictions second she added to god's restriction so these are things we've mentioned third she nominalized the importance of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil so there we go check check and check okay so that was the mind-blowing part for me yeah removing like the moral removing the moral reason for not eating from it that i had never really thought about it that way yeah and we do that often yeah. We do that often with sin. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so easy. Like, you can see a process. Like, I don't know. I think of um, of somebody who's, like, maybe knows they shouldn't be dating somebody, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I know he's not a Christian, but he's, like, like a really good guy, and he's got a great heart. And, you know, maybe just, like, I can go, what's a few dates? And, yeah. and then before you know it, you're married. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, so it's, like, I can see how that process works out in, yeah. in life. And like, I just don't want to be lonely or something, yeah. you know? Yeah, you're making yourself not lonely, but you're also like wedding yourself to a whole set of problems and things that are going to lead you down, you know, roads you don't want to go down. Yeah. yeah. So when we face temptation, why is it dangerous to downplay the blessings of obedience and to overemphasize the restrictions? I think we've t- touched on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, I... Um, I think we have a hard enough time also following what the Lord wants us to do um, without adding to that and mm-hmm. that, and then being dissatisfied with God for something that God doesn't actually yeah. want from us. Yeah. You know, I think it's like in 
when I think about this question, I think it's always good to like rem- remember who God is. Mm-hmm. So God is good. He is faithful. He is holy because he's holy. He can't sin against any. He can't sin against you. So mm-hmm. um, just like remembering the truth of who God is to help um, battle temptation. Yeah. Whatever he's asking and, of you, he's not wronging right, you. Right. And, yeah. and to recognize that, you know what, there's probably some like there's restrictions that are good for you like you are human and so therefore you need sleep Mm -hmm. and you need rest and you are not almighty god and can't run all things and so that is a boundary that is good for you to abide by Mm. um and so i think just remembering those and like reframing the boundary as this is something i can't do it's this is something that is for my good though i may not understand why um yeah. i can recognize the truth of of who god is and recognize that this boundary must be then for my good yep yep i think uh, i think also a lot about like forgiveness right where we can often rationalize not being forgiven but sometimes i know in my life i've just had to be like you know what my lord commands me to do this mm. and so that's that's all the reason that i need yeah you know yeah yeah um, so what are some examples of how people make God's commandments more restricted than they actually are? So we've, we've already, we've, we've been through this. Here's a really, you know, back, piggying back, tail, uh, sorry, <laughs> piggybacking on what, uh, piggy tailing. <laughs> piggy tailing. Yeah, that cute little piggly, <laughs> that little squiggly tail is what I mean by that. Piggybacking. Um, yes. Uh, piggybacking on, um, what I mentioned earlier with the thing that I struggle with sharing with people um, and here is something where, I mean, I do, I do, I am very clear about this because this is an important place to not be, uh, to be able to tell someone when they need to hear it. But like, um, you know, the situation where people are in bad marriages, um, and there's abuse present, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who think that God wants me to remain in this situation and mm-hmm. continue to be abused and having a very clear, uh, understanding of, um, what God actually requires of us in a marriage where, you know, things stink, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that's a big place where the rubber hits the road mm-hmm. with this. And I think it's important to to not have a more restrictive view than what God actually yeah. gives us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good example. Yeah. Um, in the sermon, Ryan compared how the woman refers to the tree and how God refers to the tree. For God, it is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but for Eve, it's merely the tree in the midst of the garden. He went on to explain that when navigating life, it is important not to obscure the true moral significance of what we do or what we don't do, or what we call things, and how we think of them are very important. What are some examples of sin whose significance we are tempted to downplay by sapping it of its moral importance? Again, um, something we've touched on already here in this episode. Um, but you know, there's, there's plenty of examples. And I guess one thing that like, I don't even really want to say it because I feel like it's too convicting for me, but like being entertained by sin, you know, like, like the movies that I like to watch the shows that I like to watch. Um, and, and it could be like, it could be a gray area, you know, like I really, you know, I, I learn about navigating the moral landscape by watching complex character studies or something like that. But I also really kind of like, like, uh, how do I want to say it? I'm also really entertained when like the mob hits 
uh, wax someone or something. You know what I mean? Like, like it's a hard line. It's like, why am I actually, why, what am, what am I doing? Uh, like yeah. liking certain things. You know, what's um, funny for me yeah. or um, certain humor as uh, that's one area that I've I can look back mm-hmm. at at my life and be like, wow, I used to watch some things that now I can't eat. Like I, yeah. I can't even be in the room if yep. they're on. And that's not clearly like it's not like you said it's a gray area. That's not like prescriptive for everybody. But for yeah. me, I've seen how God has changed my heart and what I'm willing to watch and capable of watching. Um, yeah, which is just. It's very interesting. Yeah. Paul says in Romans 6, what fruit were you getting from the things of which you are now ashamed? Hmm. You know, and I know like sometimes like we could talk about our pasts and like our quote unquote testimony almost as like a good old days kind of thing, you know, and, and not I, sir. Yeah. Like I got to, I got to guard, guard myself from the temptation to think of it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm pouring water into a coffee. I'm about to drink out of this coffee carafe because I don't have like a mug. I do have a mug up there. I just didn't want to get up. All right. Isn't that a bottle um, of water over there? It's not mine. I don't know whose this is. Oh. It's been here forever. I don't know. Isn't there a cup right there? I don't know whose cup. Yeah, but that's for the seltzer. Okay. Don't worry about it. I'm just weird. Okay. Uh, let's read Genesis 3, 4 through 5. Mm, this is good. This is good water. Oh, you guys are in for a fun one this week, huh? Okay, three, four through five. Um, But the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Yes. What is the serpent implying about God's motivations for making the tree of the knowledge of good and evil off limits? In what areas are you tempted to think the same way? Yeah, I, I mean, Ryan talked about it. He like we're he's saying that that God's holding out on you, that He's mm-hmm. not in fact good and wanting your good and setting good boundaries for you. He's He's holding out on you because you're gonna be just like Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is uh, <clears throat> this is the thing you talked about with relationships, right? Getting in unwise relationships. Mm. Whether it's just a, the person who's not a Christian or they, they are, but, you know, they're not really as mature in their faith as they need to be or something. And, you know, uh, tempted to think like, oh, God just wants me to be miserable. Then mm. is that is that then what you're telling me by mm. telling me to use discernment, you know, <laughs> or, or something like that, you know, he doesn't um, want me to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, maybe I should stop, um, you know. Uh, should maybe you should should stop drinking well that's how, how i unwind at night yeah. or something you know like so there's Does god not of, want me to relax yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he just wants me to be a stress ball or yeah um what truths about god so this is closely related and i think you've already dropped one of them what what truths about god reveal the foolishness of questioning of his motivations and you said his goodness yeah right he's good and then the thing i would add is He's wise. He's mm-hmm. om- omniscient, mm-hmm. right? Like, and until I can say that of myself, I'm not uh, equipped to evaluate, mm-hmm. uh, evaluate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, so, so there's something that um, I've heard uh, Jen Wilkin has has talked about uh, with these passages, and um, like she she talks about how like our 
phones even are us like humanity grasping at omniscience, like knowing mm. all things all the time, um, being able to span um, space and time in communication and who we're, we're, we are quote unquote with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really interesting because what Eve is being tempted with here. So we already talked about how Eve and Adam and Eve are made in God's image. They're mm-hmm. made in his likeness. So they are already like God in the ways, we said it before, in right. the ways that God intended with yeah. the appropriate boundaries. Yep. And in his omniscience gave us those boundaries for good reason. Mm. But here they're being tempted with um, being like God, out, like grasping for the omniscience mm-hmm. instead of accepting the boundaries. Yeah, yeah. And is and especially when it means when it when the way to grasp it is itself an act of disobedience. Yeah, you know, a way to gain knowledge, a way yeah. to gain. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like actually, I've run into this with people who want to talk about like certain use of certain substances. Mm-hmm. You know, like didn't God put this on this earth for us to enjoy? Mm-hmm. You know, didn't God put us you know to expand our minds or whatever? You know, when. And there's just no regard for like what it does to your mind Mm. or what it does to your ability to fight sin or your ability to be clear headed and to meet the the challenges of life and to pursue holiness and things, you know. Um, Okay, let's read Genesis 3, 6 through 7. Okay. Kristen, you're the reader today. I so am the reader today. I'm just going to keep going through you Just it. do it. Just go on with your bad... Just go all the way through Revolution with 22. With your bad self? Is that what you're yeah. going to say? Yeah. Rock on with your bad self. <laughs> so, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired and to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Yes. Oh, do I keep going? Yeah, go for Then the son. eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. Yeah, yeah. Um, Have you ever seen a fig tree? I don't they, think so. Their leaves are not that big. Yeah, the, okay, so. <laughs> I feel like this would have t- I was thinking about mentioning this. Uh, so. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I I think I pointed this out in the Journey Through Scripture podcast, um, oh, which I clearly have not been listening. To. Which you this clearly this reminded you that reminded you of what right. you heard that's what I meant. in that. Yes. That's what I meant. Um, but uh, um, an interesting thing is that the the word that's used here for um, loincloths, right, is everywhere else in the Old Testament where you find it, it means belts. Right. So, so they didn't do much. It's not. Yeah. So and I, which I think in itself is is perhaps suggesting that when we when we sin, we try to hide it. Mm-hmm. Right. And we try to hide our shame and our nakedness and we suck at it. Mm-hmm. We do a bad job at it, you know, and like we're we're not as clever as we think we are in, in covering up yeah. that we are well, it's like, like if my kid, <laughs> my my son, uh-huh. I'm going to throw poor Edwin under the bus real quick. All right. Uh, there have been times where, you know, like they're in the other room and I suddenly hear shrieks and I go in there and I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm just, hey, what what happened here? And my daughter's screaming and Edwin goes, I didn't hit her. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I Well, you know what I used to tell my mom? I used to be like, he fell. He fell. Yeah. Because he's crying too hard to tell her what happened. 
Yeah, exactly. Like he's, you're not doing a great job of covering yeah. your tracks there, buddy. Yep. You just told me what you did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's, uh, you know, I think that that might be a dimension of what's going on here as well. Um, so uh, here Eve begins to evaluate the fruit on her own terms, allowing her positive assessment of it to override God's commands. When have you justified your own sin by trying to rationalize it? Um, sure, plenty. I'm yeah. stressed out. I'm well. Yeah, you know, that. I'm, I mean, if you remember back to what I was saying about like being tempted to just lose it on my children, like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I didn't get enough sleep last night, or yeah, but they should have listened to me the first time, or you know, like it's easy for me. Those are the times where it's easiest to. Um, to rationalize and be like, no, this isn't a big deal. Oh, all moms yell at their kids. You know, just, but no, in reality, I have sinned against my kids in my anger and I need to own up to that. But yeah, no, uh, I, um, to rationalize it. Yeah. I I mean, I do the same thing with my kids, you know, when, uh, this, this morning I had a hard time this morning. I think I did it well. I don't think, but there's been plenty of other mornings. See, you're you're rationalizing. Yeah. yeah. Here I am rationalizing again. (laughs) This morning I did it again. Actually, no, it wasn't that bad. Probably (laughs) rationalizing it. Yeah. In some way, but yeah, you know, like I'll wake up early so I can get my stuff done because nobody else wakes up. But lo and behold, my five-year-old opens her eyes too early and comes down, and now I can't get, I can't get stuff done. And you know, maybe I want to record an episode of my podcast, and she insists on like uh, watching her Kindle on the treadmill, you know, right there, and won't go upstairs. And yeah, and and I'll I'll write like. And I can use that like like as if that's an excuse to be mean to her right, or to say something. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I think. Or also, like, you, I mean, it could go. We just had the marriage workshop. It could be saying like saying to your spouse like, well, you always leave the dishes in the sink or mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Yeah. Why does your laundry never make it in the basket? Or you could help with the laundry at least. Maybe so, then you'll so have a lot of rationalizing yeah, being exactly. mean to other people. Yeah. 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 And it's not as if those things, it's not as if communicating those things itself is bad. It's right. it's all, it's the how you're doing it's it. Exactly. You know, you're doing exactly. it out of anger. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. what a lot of, um, a lot was talked about at the marriage workshop in, in how you communicate with those around you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I loved at the marriage workshop how Ryan was like trying to move Phil along in the time. <laughs> He'd be like, uh, ev- like preceding every question. All right, so we got three minutes left. Yeah. What is? <laughs> yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, Eve wanted the fruit, likely because she was unsatisfied with her state and wanted to be like God. Though the serpent tempted um, Eve. And Adam wanted something outside of God's plan for them, and they are responsible for their own fall. This is important to understand. A follower of Christ can never say something like, Satan made me do it, or I was tricked. In the end, we rationalize and justify our own mm-hmm. sins. See James 1, 13 through 15. Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to read that? No, you, I, well, I don't know. Is that a command? <laughs> Should we rationalize not reading it? Yeah. No, that's the that's the passage where it's you know um, no one should say when they're tempted God is tempting oh, okay. me for yep, yep, yep. yeah yeah okay in the sermon Ryan pointed out that Adam's silence up to this point challenges male passivity what is male passivity and why is it a bad thing mm. oh Kristen why don't you answer this question <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's male passivity that's uh, not right. a good example but it's not <laughs> yes um, it makes me think of. Uh, was it who's 
Dinah, Dina, what's her name? Oh, Dinah. Dinah. Mm-hmm. When she's... Oh, gosh, this is a big example. Yeah, when yeah. she's raped. Mm-hmm. And who's her dad? Jacob? Jacob. Um, When Jacob, like, it comes to his attention that his daughter has been um, assaulted. Yeah. Yeah. And he just kind of is like... Does, well, he doesn't even really... He doesn't do anything. He's striking He's just, a deal with the guy and his yeah, dad. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's his sons who are like, this is not okay. Yeah. And they um, are probably too harsh. Yeah. Slaughtering <laughs> the entire city say. of Shechem's. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think that that's like the first at least biblical example for me that com- comes to mind as far as passivity. And then too, I'm... I think of how uh, Abraham is kind of referring to Sarah in her dealings with Hagar. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of like, oh, it's it's your call. Like, no, it's, yeah. it's his household and his child and their decisions. And um, he's just kind of stepping back and Yeah, I mean, e- even the listening to her about, like, quote unquote, going into Hagar. Yeah. You know, and interestingly, some have suggested that the sequence of verbs there is she took and gave hmm. uh, her maidservant to Abraham is the the last time we saw that sequence is right here. Interesting. I, yeah. Um, she took so there, and there gave. Might, there, so might, she... there might be a oh, like. Oh, wow. Yeah, there might be a way, um, a suggestion that the two events are connected. No. Well, that, that we're supposed to read them. Like that, kind that's of, a subtle way of the narrator telling right. us this is like, wrong. Hey, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the last time you heard this? Yeah, yeah. So um, the, now, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one of the maybes, you know, yeah. of interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, I, I don't know if I'd like steak, right. die, die at the stake for that one. I might have a steak over it, though, discussing it. There you go. Um, uh, but um, yeah, like, so male passivity, um, you know, this is this is just one like, you know, when 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 guys fail to uh, do what the Lord has called them mm-hmm. to, and we all fall afoul of this in, in, in many ways, you know, um, in in leading our wives and leading Not our certainly, families. yes, all men, no, but like all people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and it's not, it, it, you know, again, uh, we can say a lot and we have said a lot about like proper roles for men and women within the church. This isn't saying that like the ladies are, you know, only just, you know, are on board for the ride with the guys or something mm. like you know um women uh leading people is also obviously an important thing mm-hmm. but yeah i mean like god gives us specific roles and one of the reasons things are just haywire i remember um the school that i went to for my undergraduate moody bible institute is like a really big like uh missionary sending school uh we uh, at the time had for a very long time I think they they um, I think it's now it's independent thing, but we had our uh, the biggest uh, missionary aviation program. So like missionaries that are in remote areas who need stuff dropped in by plane. Um, And one of the things there was that 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 was always an issue was like on the missions field. um, uh, You know, you're you're planting church, you want plant churches to be planted and stuff, but often there are not enough guys doing it and it's just women. Mm -hmm. And so like women coming into certain like really patriarchal cultures can be viewed with a lot of suspicion, Mm -hmm. you know, and the issue is there's not enough guys stepping up to do it. But Mm -hmm. the ladies are all like, let's go, let's do it. And they're the ones who are serious about reaching unreached peoples and things like that. 
And it's like, because, because not enough guys are stepping up to the bat, like there's a real, like, that's why we even have to be asking this question in the first yeah. place. Like we want to be entertaining. Maybe we can't plan a church in this area um, mm. because, you know, there's you know, there's not enough guys. Like, how lame is that? Mm. You know, instead, you've got like all these faithful ladies on the on the missions field doing this work. Yeah. And I mean, that's a it's a it's, good thing that they're doing it. It's still it's, true. I yeah. mean, this isn't something that we've outgrown in the mm-hmm. church. I've yeah. been to many a mission conference. Mm-hmm. I've been to um, I was a, like a part of a missions agency for a while, yeah. a short term sending agency with youth. But mm-hmm. um, we saw it from high school middle school high school and up it was primarily women yeah stepping up to go even on short-term missions trips yeah. we had to send more than once we had to send an all-girls team because there were just no guys mm. yeah and it's just uh it's it's a shame and so like that's that's a definitely an area where the church needs to correct it and correct appropriately because yeah. we've also seen examples where churches overcorrect Over, in the yeah. other direction and suddenly goes too far. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly women aren't allowed to lead in any form yeah, or fashion. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, you know, and then Christianity Today is making a podcast about you. And, uh, <laughs> it's just not good. So, um, all right. So, uh, well, that wraps it up for the questions. Okay. Um, <laughs> leaders, Adam silence does not imply Eve was solely responsible for what happened. He bears as much blame for she as she does for disobeying the command of God. Note that Adam is the one whom God confronts in uh, verses nine through eleven. So you know this is as much his failure as it is as it is hers. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, so prayer time, praise God for all the freedoms and blessings he's given you and pray that he would help you to celebrate and enjoy those things. Pray that. Pray, OK, I, I hear what you're on in there. OK, uh, pray, pray that what you have learned from this passage would help you navigate your own temptations in a way that honors the Lord. And praise God for the way in which each person of the Trinity helps you to overcome sin. The Father in teaching us what is good and what is evil the Spirit in empowering us to love God's goodness and to walk in the light, and the Son in dying and rising so you can be forgiven when you when you fail. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. So uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, hope that was helpful. Have a great hope. Hope, <laughs> hope that was helpful. Yeah. And this was a this was a, an hour well spent for you. Um, but just to make sure that it's as well spent as possible, we're getting ready to crack open the seltzer of the week which I'm, is uh, oh am i supposed to oh okay. yeah you're the reader cranberry I can't even read the seltzer and thing. lime juice seltzer water from trader joe's yeah seltzers with a splash it's interesting that they call it cranberry and lime juice like is it cranberry and lime juice or is it cranberry juice and lime juice <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Doug. All right. All right. <laughs> Although I'm, I'm, I'm ex- exegeting the can. <laughs> of, I, don't, I don't know that they thought too much about it. I can't open this. You got it. You got there it. You go. There you go. We're splitting a can today. This was, uh, I think we did, um, we did another Ooh, flavor. I think we did a gingery. What is this? It's a non-clear seltzer. Thank you. I have never seen that before. This is from Maybe Stephanie. That's why they... that's, it's the juice. They got the, the juice. But the lime but also, juice but doesn't it, have color. Well, cranberry but it answers, juice. it answers us. It is cranberry juice and lime juice. It's not just uh, cranberry juice. So this is from Stephanie again. Thank you mm, very much, yummy. Mrs. Clawson. Um, 
Smell is very good, very refreshing. I don't oh, think. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you like. Let's see. I heard my offering for last week didn't go over so well. I've got the can <laughs> up there to commemorate how disgusting it was. I was tempted to was. buy you more. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you also you also gave me like the coolest bit of knowledge that your stop and shop has singles. Uh, I looked, and this brand has singles and the Sanzo. The Sanzo has singles, yeah. and uh, the other there was another brand, but it was um like herbal soda or something like that. It well, was. You got to get that in here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Unless it's got I sugar will pick in it. We don't review drinks with sugar. No sugar. Well, doesn't this have sugar? This has to have sugar. No. Well, it I don't know. Let me see. Has to have sugar. Oh no, sugar. Boom. Oh no! It says less than one gram. Less than one gram because it's the actual juice. I bet that's what this is. So let's. So what do we think of the flavor? I will say that by smell, I like the smell, but by smelling it, I would have no idea what it is. Mm. But uh, uh, all right, so That's it tastes. Fair. The lime is very, very uh, real lime tasting. It's not like, and I like and a good fake lime. No, flavor. this feels like, like I made myself a um, seltzer water. And, you and then just added this stuff in there. Added some lime and a splash of cranberry yeah. juice. That's what this tastes like. And the cranberry, like, it's not very. It's yeah, you know what? It's cranberry enough. Yeah, I think I can identify both these yeah. things. Like it legit tastes like like the ocean spray cranberry, it's only fresher, good. not yeah. not as it's juicy. It's very very good. Yeah, this is good. Five. Mm. It's really different than any other cranberry lime that I've had. Like the um, the uh, polar cranberry lime is one of my desert island seltzers it's mm -hmm. like one of my favorite of all time mm -hmm. i like and, this more and this yeah well this is definitely a contender um he's but, very but excited it's also, but guys it's also he's very, so excited but it's about also this. very different like it doesn't taste <laughs> like that at all like it tastes very different than that uh yeah just it's a good seltzer um not too bubbly i said five you say five bubbles i say five bubbles i could have told you you were gonna say five bubbles yeah yeah, yeah. This is this is very good cranberry, and very good lime. Get it, folks. And very good seltzer. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's cranberry lime juice seltzer. Cranberry and lime juice in a pretty can. with natural lime flavor. What does that mean? Distributed and sold exclusively by Trader Joe's. It in is organic. Morona, California. Morona or Morovia? Morovia. It sounds like there'd be like vampires living there or something, <laughs> drinking cranberry lime <laughs> seltzer instead of blood. It's red, so like they think that you know. Okay. We feel bad about. We've come to the end of our podcast today. <laughs> and so, <laughs> if you're still listening, cheers. Cheers, everybody. Go pick this up. Go to your Trader Joe's. Highly recommend it. Wait, you're giving it five bubbles? Yes, sir. I'm gonna give it five too. <gasps> A solid five bubbles. Cheers. Clink. Clink. Blink those <laughs> plastic cups. Hope you have a good day. All right, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.